Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the podcast where we try and solve unsolved mysteries and drink cocktails. That's it. That's the show. We're <laughs> in the middle. Uh, no, close to the end. We're somewhere. Close we started to the end. this Hollywood series in June. My God, it's oh, now. It's, get, it's going to be nearly. Six it's months. now 2025, and <laughs> yeah, um, but it's also late June. Yeah, it's still, it's still late June. Is it you, Masood? Didn't you tweet today, like, why is everyone having their Christmas trees out in June? Oh, no, I said, um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm having to turn my heater on in June. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a lockdown joke, isn't it? Where it's sort of like, that was three months ago and yesterday. Yes. I can't believe I'm putting my heating on in June. Can you believe that the presidential election was weeks ago and Trump still hasn't conceded? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's... Oh, do you know what? He's asked for another Georgia recount. Yeah. And I figured that three weeks after the election, I would get tired of seeing him lose Georgia again. But it hasn't lost its shine. No, it's it's sort of quite fun. It's you like, keep ordering recounts. It's like seeing a Simpsons joke, with, like a new joke in a Simpsons episode. You're like, ah, oh, that's quite clever. That's oh, I never there. noticed it. He can't win this election. No, <laughs> no matter how But I can't, I can't get tired of watching him lose it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I can hear your infant daughter. Yes, she's. Um, it's been, it's been is she bit... sad not to be at playgroup? Yeah, she's quite. Well, she's she sad quite... not to be on the podcast. She yeah. Like, Why am I <laughs> she want to be a guest? She wants to. She totally wants to be a guest. I, she... You're like we're not doing guests at the moment, Lisa. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, this is, we're not doing. This is... But you had no, 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 no. We're not doing guests. <laughs> no, no guests, no guests. Uh, we are close to some sort of the beginning of the end of the. Let's uh, call it the beginning of the end. Yeah. The beginning of the end of uh, of our Hollywood series where we've been looking at. Ooh. Mysteries we in Hollywood. Cupid's bow. We're at Cupid's bow. <laughs> That's the top lip, not the arsehole. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's the button bow. Um, so that's the, uh, the bumbo. Sometimes I put stuff in these podcasts just so that when my mum hears it, she'll go, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad oh, I sent you that school, you're but awful. what an awful thing to say. <laughs> my fucking mum, she comes downstairs. No, she comes downstairs about half five in the morning. Mm. I come down about eight, and by 8.30, she is chucked out Bunch of F's and C's about the government. Yeah. And whenever I'm online swearing, she says, I swear too much. Wow. <laughs> what? That's, what? No, that's double standards. That can't I'm be. I'm 36 in two months. Yeah. I can swear as much as I f- fucking like yeah. <laughs> She'll love that, that I said that. Um, uh, what are you dry drinking is the first thing. I'm drinking a torchlight. A torchlight? <gasps> it's a torchlight. That's a good Load out. You burn your lips, Chris. Um... 
Obviously, you're never uh, off. <laughs> I know, right? Always. <laughs> just, just, I, sometimes it just comes to me. I don't even know where... Uh, <laughs> it's a spicy one. It's a hot one. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's made with... So I made it with tequila, oh. my leftover caramel syrup, Oh. Hot coriander sauce. Oh. Cayenne pepper and <gasps> lime juice. Oh man, that wow. sounds delicious. That sounds and really it's really nice. nice. It's really nice. Is it got a good kick? Oh, that's mm. really good. Yeah, on the lips and on the throat. Really yeah. nice. On, on the bow, the top bow. Yeah, yeah, on the top. On the Cupid's bow. bow. <laughs> You're going to feel that on your Cupid's bow. <laughs> it's properly spicy. <laughs> that's nice. A, a spicy meatball. Oh, yeah. I've let the side down. I panicked. It's brown out of the glass, so it's, it looks... That's it is, it's a Sue's drink. It hasn't even got any fucking ice in it because I couldn't get the ice out of the tray. It looks and like you've been like, mind-sweeping pints at Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a dead <laughs> pint, isn't it? <laughs> I, just, I just went over to my drinks and went, oh, God, I don't know, and just poured a load of smoky whiskey in a glass. Oh. This is just smoky whiskey in a glass. That's... It's nice. What if I added something to it? Frangelico? <laughs> I've done that, though, because that's like... Frangelico and a bit of lemon juice, that's hazelnut sour. Oh, yeah. What's smoky whiskey, smoky whiskey? May I suggest... Have you got any cherry liqueur? No. Oh. What about... Chris, what about a Pessoa? Um, Pessoa? I, I, do you know what, Susie? Yes, you try it. I'm, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds All right. great. All right, you guys... Because uh, I've got both of those guys... ingredients. If it turns out to be absolutely amazing, I can try it. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Okay, right. You guys, I want you to discuss how you think this is going to turn out Okay. in the 10 seconds I'm gone. <laughs> uh, Suze is um, insane. Yeah, that's going to be quite dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reckon she'll style it out there. I reckon she'll pretend it's nice. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm definitely... Or actually will genuinely find it nice even though it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. I mean, it's no. It's going to be... It's no Egyptian spring, but... Uh, mm. It'll be sour and smoky whiskey. Can you hear the kick that this has got? Yeah, that is. Yeah, properly sort of like hit the back of my throat as I was talking. Sour and smoky whiskey. In a really nice sort of. How is it? It's delicious. Spicy. That's not just good color. Yeah, that's not just mixing it, Sue. That's diluting it with pasoa. Yeah, that's. It's like you're making ribena with pasoa. All right. Well, you're going to be eating your words in a minute. Going to be egg on my face. At least it'll be on my, at, le- at least it'll be better, more than on the pan. Might be egg down my front because I'm just vomiting. Uh, I did eat an egg today. Moment of truth. Ah. What does that taste like? <laughs> ah. I imagine passion it's, fruit. It's nice. Yeah, it, it's nice, but it, it tastes like something. Like a like a sweet. There's something. Yeah, and but there's something weirdly. A refresher. Those weird like pulley ones. It tastes. Yeah, it tastes like. Tra- Parma violet tastes like travel sweets. Travel. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh that are in the uh, in the metal in the metal, metal tin, tin with the with uh, a weird yeah. white powder on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. If you've never had pasoa before, uh, uh, readers, it's very tangy. It's actually, I mean, it, it is a sweet liqueur, but it's more tangy than it is sweet. Yeah, and that with the smoky whiskey, it's like super rich. Tastes like travel sweets. That is tastes like travel sweets. It's good. And there's like an, a vanilla undercurrent. That's incredible. That's such an incredible description. I know. I tell you what I like about sweets. this is that Sue's said, oh, I'm going to go and ruin this smoky whiskey with uh, passion fruit liqueur. Yeah. It turns out that it wasn't ruined. And then she also managed to intellectualize the process as well. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> impressed. Yeah. I'm a natural at drinking. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you ever had travel suites when you're not traveling? It's fucking weird. Yeah, mate. It's, you're just like, what yeah. the hell am I doing? This is crazy. You're just like, oh, oh. Do you giggle to yourself while you're doing it? You're like, I can't believe you're like, I can't believe I'm, tra- I'm a madman. I'm a madman. Do I, do I just not give a fuck about rules? Is that me? You just oh, turn to the, oh, just, um, I'm in a travel suite. And it, it's, uh, no, it's the funeral today. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no shit. That's why I bought the sweets in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, but oh shit! <laughs> what are you drinking, Masood? Um, oh yeah, what are you got there, mate? This is a well. So I was, I made a uh, revised gimlet, or like the just the gimlet with lime juice, fresh lime juice, right? But I ran out of regular sugar, so I made it with brown sugar. So I made like a rich oh. simple syrup. It's fucking nice. It's real nice. Brown sugar simple That's syrup. That's a great why, idea. I, why didn't I So it's, um, yeah, it's just because I, I basically I ran out of, I don't know why I ran out of sugar, but I ran out of sugar. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like minutes before we went <laughs> to record, I was like, uh, brown sugar and hot water. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, Suze, Masood, Masood has sugar in cubes. He has cube sugar. Oh, yeah, you saw my sugar cubes. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing with sugar cubes? That's ridiculous. Because I... Because I... <laughs> what are you, a cafe? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cafe de Bassoon. <laughs> we got sugar cubes here. Sarah's like, just make the fucking tea. One lump or two. Just make the <laughs> tea, please. You know I have my tea, Masood. <laughs> 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 You're the one who insists on sugar cubes. Yes. Masood's got tongs and little... <laughs> <laughs> Masood's uh, um, tablecloth is uh, is rubber and it's red and white checked. <laughs> <laughs> he has little plastic tomatoes for the ketchup. Sarah's just trying to eat and Masood's like, whoa, 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 lifts up her plate, puts on puts a rubber, rubber tablecloth on <laughs> Hey, come on, I'm trying to run a, a clean establishment here. She's like, it's just your house, Masood. House, what you do? Where do you even get that from? It's like the wig and dress off. <laughs> more coffee hun stop please stop please stop i'm gonna have to put that bra through the wash again now <laughs> we've what you've stuffed it with that's ruined it's ruined, it's ruined that. those potatoes if you're gonna put them in there you gotta wash them first gotta... right <laughs> yeah you goes to put it on oh christ what is that what is that oh is that jesus mud some form of residue. Some sort of muddy, <laughs> sticky. And you know, Masu's like, we're closed and turns a closed <laughs> sign around. But it's on like your kitchen door. Yeah, we're closed. Please, I just, Sorry, look, I just need to get a glass of water. Well, we open at 9am tomorrow. <laughs> he pushes her out of the kitchen. And then three minutes later, comes back into the living room and goes, you are not going to believe the day at work I had. <laughs> <laughs> I had a nightmare customer. Well, Chris, what do you have for us uh, today? One of those ones that I didn't know about before we embarked on the Hollywood series, and then I was like, "Which ones can we do?" Uh, mm. We're in we're in March 1983. Ooh, and uh, it's the death of a man named Peter Ivers. Do you know who Peter Ivers is? Peter mm-hmm. Ivers, no. Peter Ivers. Uh, he was 36 when he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born in 1946. This guy would be 74 if he was uh, if he was still alive. Right. Yeah. Which is like seventy four is the new sixty four. <laughs> yeah, that's my mum's age. I wonder how long He's that's, that's going mom. to happen uh, when people keep saying that. They'll be like, "Well, seventy four is the new sixty four. Be like, "Well, a hundred and two is the new is the new is the new forty one." Yeah, like, when the how the, when is that going to life begins end? at ninety? Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, my nana would love that. She's uh, 
she gets very upset when I talk about she, she doesn't she shows it in in a my nana way by sort of going hmm but yeah. uh, I'll I like talk about someone and go yeah they were pretty old they were eighty six yeah. and nana will be like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, Nana. It's true. You're really old. You're really old. Yeah. When I was a kid, the woman who ran the shop around the corner used to cheat me out of money, the old Chinese lady. She was old when I was a child. Knowing even who your mum was. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Cheating out of money. Was this in Hong Kong? You old woman. Play with me. Like she would threaten that old woman. She'd threaten the shit out of her. Oh, yeah. I love that your mum never swears. Because I thought maybe. She turned it around onto you, and it's your fault for being cheated. Oh no, it it was. It was my fault for being. Che- I should. She's like, you should have been smarter. Go go back to that old that old witch, and get my money back now. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to go oh, back. That's around. brilliant. So Peter Ivers, Chris. Sorry. Well, oh yeah. So Peter Ivers, eighty three. He would have been seventy four now. Uh, yeah, so he was 36 when he died. This was March, beginning of nineteen eighty three. He was yet to turn thirty six. Is young. Thirty six is Diana. Mm. And um, he had already achieved an awful lot, and I don't want to think about it. <clears throat> oh. There's still time, Chris. For you to get murdered, that is, not to achieve stuff. <laughs> that time is long gone. <laughs> um, okay, so Peter Ivers was a primarily a musician, mm-hmm. and he was sort of like quite an avant-garde one. Um, he did an album in 1974 that The Guardian included as the weird one of the weirdest albums you can find on Spotify. Um, oh, okay. But they said it's aged really well. Like at the time, it was almost impenetrable. Whereas now, ah. it just sounds—it sounds kind of pleasant. What's it called? That album is called. I listened oh, to yeah. the first track of it today. Oh yeah, right. and uh, it's not my taste. Um, mm. uh, it's called Terminal Love. The album is called Terminal Love. Terminal, Terminal Love. <laughs> and the it first sounds. track is called Alpha Centauri. Uh, okay. Oh my God, the picture—the picture on the front is oh. like. It's him, isn't it? It's him. Wow. This it's obviously him. He's got an arrow through his chest. A sad. I just did a shit face yeah. and a big arrow, literally in his flesh, and a torn up shirt. I mean, mm. but it looks. It doesn't look like something that's forty six years old. He's got a song called "My Grandma's Funeral." Right, I'm gonna play this. That that cover, I think, is a joke because the album it leads right. you to believe what the album's gonna be, and it isn't. Oh, so is it very prog rocky? Is that the is that the deal? So the one I'm listening to doesn't sound very prog. And also prog was kind of having its day at this time, wasn't yeah. it? It was like having its... This song's really cool that I'm playing. Is it called Alpha Centauri or is it My Grandmother's no, Funeral? No, it's called My Grandmother's Funeral. Uh, so primarily musician and kind of an innovative one, considered an innovative mm. one. He was a songwriter as well, wrote songs for lots of other people. We'll get into like kind of who he wrote for as we go on. Um, and Ooh. also he was a TV host. He, host, he hosted an oh. experimental music TV show called New Wave Theatre. So he never achieved mainstream success off his own name, but his biographer did actually make the case, said he's connected by at least a second degree to almost every major pop culture event of the last 30 years. Oh, wow, like Forrest Gump. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it happens. (laughs) Muddy Waters, for example, called him the greatest Mm -hmm. harp player alive. When he was alive. alive. It would be insensitive to call him that after he died. Yeah. um, (laughs) But his own, na- like he released some albums under his own name, but like he never mm-hmm. achieved mainstream huge success as a as, Peter as, a, as a musician himself. Yeah. Um, mm. On March the third, nineteen eighty-three, he was found bludgeoned to death with a hammer in his <gasps> loft Jesus. apartment in Los Angeles. Oh my oh god! No. The murderer was never identified and remains unsolved to this day. Jesus. Bloody hell! What? Wow! Who wants to kill Peter, Peter Ivers? He just feels like a like a like a. He a sounds like a nerd. Yeah. 
Who's killing a nerd? So we'll start with why the case remains unsolved. Very big reason for this. And mm. it's been a long time mm. since we've had one of these. But in the hours following his death, LAPD did not secure the scene. And they allowed oh. a lot of his friends and acquaintances to just trample through it. Uh, <laughs> and oh. get stuff. Pick uh. stuff up. Leave with Damn it. Damn it. I really need that uh, right there by his, by the body. Can I get that? It's my, that's my favorite hammer. I really need that. <laughs> so here's something. That, I mean, I know it's bad that the LAPD didn't secure the scene, but this is even worse. Mm-hmm. So uh, where, 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 where is it? Oh, bloody hell. Sorry, we can edit this. <laughs> I know Remember? we can, but like it's annoying because like... <laughs> I like the idea that ah. Chris is like, well, I can't edit this bit. No, it's I can't. Too no, this bit's got to stay in. Um, it's too raw, So, too yeah, good. two years before he died, he was picked by a guy named David Jove. He was a director, producer, and writer, and, like, he was involved a lot in the underground and alternative music film scene. Right. And in 1981, David Jove uh, got Ivers to start hosting New Wave Theatre on right. LA TV station KSCI. So it was sort of like this weird underground trendy music show okay and it was a it was like it was a mix of music theater and comedy and then he presided over the whole thing ivers did oh. hmm. <laughs> he went well what did we think of that <laughs> <laughs> kind oh, of like that a... kind of show but with like but anarchic and cool and for young people oh, okay so not, oh, not like okay, um, okay. not like alfred he... hitchcock presents yes hello <laughs> <laughs> and there was all this horrible blood and stuff <laughs> the lapd even allowed jove in the hours after the murder, to leave Ivor's apartment with blood-stained blankets from the bed. Fucking hell, what? Fuck, no. are you fucking kidding me? Jesus The police Christ. didn't see anything wrong with that. That's amazing. It always comes back to, and the police really messed yeah, up. Yeah, they were just, they just kind of I mean, were like, ha, do it, sure. It's, it's almost 100% the police's fault that it remains unsolved because of this. Jesus. The case has been reopened after the, there, was a, there was a book Oh. In 2008, because the book came out, that's when the LAPD reopened the investigation. But yeah. I assume they must then just investigate themselves for how they fucked up so badly. Yeah, because the first thing, yeah, allowing evidence to be tampered with and destroyed like that, and the scene contaminated. What can they do? You know, yeah, what can they course. do? At the time, uh, he was going out with a, a film executive called Lucy Fisher, who went on to be in charge of films like Men in Black and Jerry Maguire. Jesus Christ. Oh. Okay. Uh, uh, and would later become vice president of Warner Brothers. Um, oh. But they were going out and she actually hired a private investigator out of her own money. Wow. Right. Uh, and he had a, he has a great name. It's another great name in our Mystery on the Rockstars Hollywood oh. series. <laughs> David Charbonneau. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get David Charbonneau boy. down here. Yeah, he definitely drives like a fucking. Get me Charbonneau. Like a beat up fucking Cadillac Eldorado. Oh, I love yeah. it. Who's the private investigator in Arrested Development? Oh, Gene Parmesan? Gene, like, yeah, and he always pops up in disguise. And, and he, um, he puts a mustache on top of his existing mustache. And, <laughs> <it off. laughs> and he takes off and she goes, ah, every Gene! Time. Every time she's so like surprised to see him. <laughs> Gene Parmesan, how's it going? That's his little catchphrase. <laughs> There'd be a great crossover with, uh, with Charbonneau meeting Ken Brennan. Oh mm-hmm. my God, Charbonneau! They'd hate each other to start with, and then they'd come to respect each other's yes. methods. They'd have to respect each other because they're both so good at their jobs. Yeah. Or yeah. is Charbonneau good at his job? Well, Let's find well, out. Charbonneau started investigating the crime. He interviewed a lot of people who knew Ivers, but the LAPD had fucked the scene up. Botched their initial investigation. There was lack of evidence. There was no witnesses. Sure. That investigation came to nothing, and I don't think that was Charbonneau's fault. No. Mm. Um, 
He, uh, this is a direct quote from Charbonneau, uh, because some people said it was just some random person that had done it. Charbonneau said, I don't believe it was a break-in. I don't believe it was just someone off the street that he'd brought in because he was a nice guy that night and fell asleep mm. trusting them. I'm not buying it. Oh. So that didn't come to anything either. And then um, Lucy Fisher instead helped establish the Peter Ivers Visiting Artist Program at Harvard University in his memory. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, there was a book which led to the LAPD reopening the investigation. As far as I know, it's still open, but it's come to nothing. Mm. Uh, But, I mean, that got reopened in 2008. Yeah. So that was 12 years ago. But when it gets open and it's like, oh, turns out we really fucked up. So if anybody can use a time machine, maybe you could take this and figure it out. I guess, though, it's sort of like, you know, I mean, when they say, oh, we fucked up, like, what they're really saying is our colleagues 20, like, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Didn't know they're all retired now, aren't they? Even some young boy on the beat yeah. is going to be like in his 60s now. I just love the idea no, that like, the, on, the crime scene photographer is like, taking photos of his friends that are just like, posing in, in Peter Ivers' <laughs> house. I'm like, oh, check this out. He's got an original Warhol. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping the <laughs> bloody blankets around him like a cape. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. Look at me. I'm Superman, <laughs> but a murder version. <laughs> I'm a pop star. Ooh. I'm so avant-garde. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give it to me. Yeah, that's some good work there, boys. Yeah, it's hilarious. This guy's a fucking asshole. And then his girlfriend walks in and is like, you people are disgusting. What are you people doing? Yeah. It's Fisher's here. Oh, they're like, oh, no, it's Fisher. Uh, she always Fisher's wants here. to spoil the old lady Fisher. <laughs> God, he was 36. He was 36. And I so mean, he like, was only 27 when he made that album. Yeah, and get this wow. as well. This might give you an insight into what kind of... If you are wondering what kind of music he did um, mm-hmm. when you're listening to this, uh, he wrote music for other people, but most notably, th- he wrote a song for and helped score Eraserhead. Oh, shit. Oh. For David Lynch. So, um, and he was asked personally by David Lynch. So In Heaven, The Lady in the Radiator song is his. Yeah, that's Whoa. him. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's really cool. Holy shit. That's a cool fact. Uh, he also scored the film Grand Theft Auto that Ron Howard directed. Mm. Ah. And while he was at Harvard, his best friend was classmate Douglas Kenny. Do you know who Douglas Kenny is? No. He's the founder of National Lampoon. Holy shit. Oh. And through him, uh, Ivers became close friends with John Belushi. What? No. Jesus, he knows everybody. He know- Yeah, no wonder he's only two degrees of separation away from... Every single person on earth, yeah. or uh, maybe just the music industry, yeah. <laughs> but pop culture <laughs> stuff—that's nuts. He did all of that. Then he ended up hosting this uh, new wave theater, anarchic music show. Amazing. He did make a lot of money and exper- uh, like he got commercial success because he wrote a song that became an R and B top ten hit. Oh, uh, what's the song? It was called "Can't We Fall in Love Again" by Phyllis Hyman. Can't we fall in love? Yeah, Hyman broke big. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Chris. <laughs> Look at me setting him up, Chris smashing Knocking him. Uh, down. <laughs> uh, he formed a songwriting team with someone called Fran Gold. And then a lot of their compositions, they were picked up by successful artists like Diana Ross and oh, the Pointer oh. Sisters. Um, um, Is it all right? Is it all right, Mr. Yeah, you guys can't hear anything, can you? Uh, Just a tiny bit of Lucy Cry. Yeah, we can like... on the, uh, you normally can on your recording. 
Oh, but it's so. But I, I feel like people so don't mind. No, I bet they're like, "Wow, he is a terrible parent." <laughs> <laughs> but Sue, did you, you take your headphones off. Your, ba- your baby's quiet. It's, like, it's okay. No, I'm making. I'm, okay. I'm making jokes with my buddies here. We're we're doing a podcast. It's uh, Lucy, 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 two more hours. Hey, come on now, come on, Daddy's Daddy's working. <laughs> it looks like you're drinking and laughing. Yeah, yeah, Daddy's working. <laughs> Um, I've got to say, putting cocktails in this podcast was a masterstroke. It's, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he did all right. He just wasn't, he he wasn't known for his own music, basically. Right. Uh, but also, like, yeah, he moved in, he moved in very impressive circles. Hmm. So, mm. bearing in mind, obviously, he was mates with the guy that created National Lampoon. He was, through him, good friends with John Belushi. This brings me to this surprise suspect. Oh, it's John Belushi. (laughs) (laughs) Because Ivers had a close friendship with this bloke's wife. Uh And so they considered him to be a suspect Mm -hmm. and kind of makes some sense if you just think of it like that. He had this close friendship with this bloke's wife and now he's ended up bludgeoned to death with a hammer. Right. This suspect very quickly after Ivers died, mm. went to David Jove, who produced that New Wave theatre, mm-hmm. mm. and tr- offered to help out, basically, now that now that Ivers was gone. <gasps> what? Right, right. So an opportunist. Mm-hmm. Now, this, su- this suspect was um, Harold Ramis. What the fuck? <gasps> Are you fucking what? serious? Get the fuck no. out of here. <laughs> no, no, no. No fucking way. Because I was going to say Dan Aykroyd as a joke. <laughs> just That's like, crazy. Oh. Howard Ramis, the director of Analyze This. Oh, my God. The yeah. the guest star of As Good As It Gets. <laughs> Howard Ramis. And, of and course, Ghostbusters. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me and uh, Sarah have this running joke about if we ever meet a celebrity, we will mention their least known film. <laughs> in like in And like be like, oh, my God, you were in. So if I ever met like Hugh Jackman, I'd be like, oh. Kate and Leopold. Oh my god! <laughs> be like, what? Yeah, it's, you're from Kate and Leopold. Harold Ramis. God, can I just say I loved Year One. <laughs> oh my god! So he was a suspect. Holy shit! Is yes. this a case? Like, if Masood's mum was here, would she be going? He did. She it. no, no. If Masood's mum was here, I think she would be like, "Lovely Harold, I need to know more." Yeah. Oh. Because uh, I don't think he did it. He's no. Harold Ramis. Well, no. you're right to think that. He had an alibi. I was killing someone else that night. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to kill Bill Murray that night. <laughs> he was able <laughs> to prove really conclusively that he hadn't done it. Oh, okay. Oh. I didn't well, know this. Because I read up a bit on Harold Ramis today. But apparently him and Bill Murray fell out for like 20 years. Really? During Groundhog Day. What about? I don't know. Bill, Bill Murray was being a jaggle. <laughs> yeah, I think Harold Ramis said as much. And he was like, he was going through right. a hard time in his life as well. But they didn't speak for 20 right. years after Groundhog Whoa. Day. 20 years. And then but Harold Ramis died 21 years later. So they only reconciled just before <gasps> oh. Harold Ramis died. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, yeah. he died fairly recently, didn't he? Yeah, it was 2014. Just... Yeah, yeah. so it was oh. after they made that Ghostbusters game. Yeah, he, he died. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Because he's in it. <laughs> That's, uh, oh, yeah. and yeah, and of course he couldn't be in the Lady Ghostbusters. Yes. Uh, no, they, uh, they. He's represented by a, there's a there's a statue, there's a bust, isn't there? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, right. And the whatever the new Ghostbusters movie is or whatever. Oh, yeah, oh, they're doing it. Yeah, but I think that's because that, um, I think in that, his character is dead and it's his grandchildren that find all the okay. stuff. Yes, all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like um, Lady Ghostbusters. So do I. <laughs> so, so do I. I thought it was really good. It was fun. I think it's um, better than Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> A lot of movies are better people, than Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> you know people said, like, the Leslie Jones character didn't have a degree. And I, I was like, in the first movie, yeah, he didn't have a degree. Um, Ernie, his only character trait was that he wanted a job. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, in the trailer, they're like four scientists. I'm like, three scientists and a guy who needed a job. That's that's yeah, the actual... Ernie, like, it's his one character trait. Tell me one other thing about him. Yeah. He loves this town. <laughs> oh, yeah. She has more of a character than uh, Winston Zedable because she gives them... Oh, it's not Ernie, is it? Ernie Hudson's the actor's name. And he has yeah. the actor. She course. gives she gives them all <laughs> of the all of the knowledge they need. The oh yes, when they go knowledge. in the in the underground. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah the whole right. point of her is that she's smarter than them. Mm. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. She just didn't get to go to university. It's not like they were like, and we've got a black character, yeah. and she is dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry, guys, we got uh, a black one, and she's stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it again. I'm gonna watch it again. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. I want to watch it again now because it's way better than. I mean, it was it was it was never going to succeed because you had too many people that wanted. Mm. It to they, people were determined. To yeah, hate they were going to say it was shit even when it wasn't. I mean, like, yeah. I, um, and Andy Garcia I remember, is the mayor. He's like, I yeah. don't want to be compared yeah. to the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> That's such a little. Because <laughs> I um I went to see it, I went to see it at the cinema and I was like, yep, yeah, as as expected, the trolls know nothing and it's 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 yeah. it's pretty good. Mm. And then somebody commented, went, uh, no, it's not. It's an affront to the original and it's shut oh, all over my child. It's rubbish. And then I just went, all right, fine, I'll just change my mind then yeah, yeah like, exactly stupid like... oh people people um as a guy that i i really like him as a as a guy but he posted like oh it's been four years now can we finally agree that the new ghostbusters was terrible and i was like do you know what mate i'm not gonna let this comment stand mm. around underneath like no really liked it yeah. and he was like oh you don't have to be contrarian about everything Suze. and it's like i'm not actually contrarian about very much to mm. be honest no. so that's really not why i'm doing this that's so frustrating that when like as we talk we talk about it quite a bit but like when people go like you know, you either love or hate something. And then when you say you mm. like or hate something, the only other option is that like, you're being contrarian. It's like, no, I, I might not actually like that or I might yeah. actually like it. Here's the thing yeah. about the, 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 it's sort of like all of those cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with them that the original Ghostbusters were better. Mm. I totally right. disagree with them that the new Ghostbusters was shit because it wasn't. No, no it's, exactly. It's, sort of like, it's this idea. It's like, well, do you know what? You can you could admit that it was better than you thought it was going to be while still liking the original yeah. more. I like the original more. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Anyway, we ended up. Of course, we were going to get onto Ghostbusters because Harold Ramis was a surprise suspect in this. Yes, he very quickly was able to prove he had an alibi and didn't do it. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Was he busting ghosts? Did it make him feel good? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know whether Ghostbusters was his alibi, but could you imagine? Oh yeah, I love the idea that Ghostbusters was his alibi. Let's just say it was. Let's just say it was. And you know what? This was (laughs) March 1983. Maybe they didn't start filming Ghostbusters until later in 1983. However, Mm. let's pretend. Let's pretend. Yeah. Let's pretend Ghostbusters was his alibi. He's in pre-prod. There you go. (laughs) Pre-production. Or even better, he's like Dan, Dan, Dan. I know we're writing this movie together. Can you please say we were writing it on this night? Yeah, please. (laughs) What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, I just uh, uh, I need to be there. (laughs) He's got apparently he's got an alibi. which we're saying yeah. is Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis didn't. He do was it. busting ghosts. He was yeah. briefly considered to be a suspect, but didn't do okay. it. Mm. Incidentally, actually, the ghost of Peter Ivers then went on to cameo in Ghostbusters the following year. So, oh, you're kidding? Oh, no, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> he was Slimer. He's a- <laughs> Slimer was John Belushi, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, um, yeah it, I Slimer really takes me out of that movie. Is I it? It's really interesting how stylized the ghosts are in Ghostbusters. Mm. Yeah. It's like, what are they, dead people? Some of them are. Yeah. And then other times they're, what are they? Just yeah. ghost monsters? Are they like monsters? The, yeah, yeah, like a, a blob. There's one that like, um, it sort of like comes out of something and it, it's like a it's like a sharp kind of blob with arms that come out of its head and it sort of goes, yeah. and I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Is that a dog? What the is hell that is a this rat? Meant to be? What is that? And then there's there's one that goes into a taxi and then the taxi driver is like a dead oh, guy. Oh, the taxi driver's. Yeah, and it's sort of like, oh, yeah. what, did that turn the... The, Did it kill the, the taxi, taxi driver? driver into the ghost? Yeah. Or, yeah. or was the taxi empty? So, <laughs> what about that cartoon? The real Ghostbusters? Confusingly called the real Ghostbusters. I think it's because... I loved I, that so much as a kid. They owned the right, copyright to it. I wanted I to, to like it, and I used to watch it, and I found Slimer in that cartoon deeply unpleasant. I hated him. Because he keeps eating everything. There was a bit in one of those Christ. episodes <laughs> where Egon has his soul removed. Jesus. And oh, you, see his, you see his soul. It, and like, I still think about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to end up watching I still, that. I still, I still think about point. it. Nearly, nearly 30 years later, I can still <laughs> picture. And it's like a trampoline. It's weird. It's trippy. What? It's Egon's trippy. soul oh, boy. removed. Had some of the best toys, though, that cartoon. Did have good toys. Those were good toys. Why was Egon? Why did Egon have blonde hair? He he has okay. an alibi, so he's out. And so it's not Ramis. I'm not... really glad that we got to talk about Harold Ramis and Ghostbusters for a bit, though. That is, yeah, yeah. So Peter Ivers was bludgeoned to death with a hammer. Now, I'm not sure whether they'd left the murder weapon behind. Now, there's no real point. way of knowing that because they could have, and then somebody could have just come in and taken it yeah. because the police did not secure the scene. Mm. I mean, I reckon someone did. I reckon somebody went, that's that's mine. Yeah, yeah, take it. Take whatever you want. It's a a giveaway. You can take whatever you want. All evidence must go. It's a fire sale. But I mean, like, yeah, what what kind of Mickey Mouse operation was that? I mean, like, it's not like, you'd think, you've had had a century to learn from your mistakes, Mm. the police. Yeah. You've also been through training, I would imagine. One of the first things is, like, secure the scene. Secure the scene. Oh, secure the scene. Oh, right. 
Oh. Oh. Does that mean people aren't allowed to come in and just help themselves to shit? Well, it means people yeah, are allowed to come mean... in, but we have to keep them here. Which yeah, one is no, it? just don't let them enter. Yeah, but if they don't come in, that's uh, rude. But someone has they the keys. They want to come in. So we can't... <laughs> they have the keys, they can come in, right? <laughs> well, Harold Ramis had an opinion on who did it. Oh, oh shit. Okay. And it was Ernie Hudson. It was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it, well, he actually said... He was like, if I go through everybody that I know that also knew Peter, he says the only yeah. person I can't personally rule out is David Jove. Oh, the David Jove was the, the guy who had music yeah. left with the bloodstained blankets as well. Yeah. Um, well, um, I'm, I mean, that would make sense. I don't suppose he was just like, it's chilly in my flat, mind if I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, take these Why? bloody blankets. And also to be sort of like the fact that he could... Ju- I mean, first of all, the front of the guy... Yeah. To be like chancing his arm, and then you—I don't know about you, but like if you killed somebody, wouldn't you assume then that the scene would be secured? <laughs> yeah. Like why? Absolutely. Why would you then be like, oh, I wonder if I can go back in front of the police and take away the blue stain blanket? Chris, Chris, you're forgetting he's in LA in the '80s. Of course, you can go back <laughs> to the scene and take stuff. Yeah. Do okay. what you like. You, you probably buy them a coffee, and they're like, "Hey, this guy's all right." <laughs> and off and you poison drop. coffee. I know what you mean, though. I definitely would be like. I ain't going back to the fucking scene of the crime. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's say he did do it. It's, I mean, the front of it is just insane. Yeah. Um, the reason how Ramis couldn't rule him out is because apparently of the of the fiery temper and was a bit psycho. Apparently, yeah. he was he was like, if I think of everybody that we both knew, I can't see any of them doing it. Except but him. I can't quite say that about David Jove. So he never accused him directly. Yeah. But uh. then, which is weird, because Harold Ramis then very quickly after Peter Ivers died offered. David Jove help with the show New Wave Theatre. Hmm. Maybe because he didn't want to, he thought he might have been next. <laughs> Although I, I imagine uh, Jove going in and being like, "It's like, what are you guys? What are you doing here? I just, uh, I just came to get the blanket. You know, I killed him." <laughs> but seriously, I killed him. <laughs> and they're like, ah, he's got us again. He got us. This he tried to guy, get us again. You can't get us." Funny. Like, Take your bloody blankets and get the hell out of here, you clown! Hey, I'm literally admitting you it. Forgot ah, you forgot your hammer. <laughs> David Jove obviously was the creator of New Wave Theatre. Yeah. And then after Peter Ivers died, after well, I, I shouldn't say died, after he was murdered, mm-hmm. uh, Harold Ramis offered Jove help with yeah. the show. And then they made a very similar show that was slightly different. It was called The Top. And then it had live music as well as comedy and videos and sketches. And like Cindy Lauper went on it performing Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Whoa. Uh, oh. And True Colors and that. And um, mm-hmm. uh, guest stars included uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Rodney Dangerfield. Guess who hosted oh. this show that replaced, in, 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 in essence, guess who replaced Peter yeah, Ivers as the host of this new version of the show? Is it a celebrity or is it fucking Jove? No, you'll know him. Oh, uh, mm. Robin Williams. No. Uh, Chevy Chase. Uh, Chevy Chase. <laughs> that asshole. Uh, <laughs> yes, only very briefly though, because oh. he went out at a taping dressed as a punk and mm. did like a joke about punks. Right. And unfortunately got into physical altercation with an audience member who was also a punk. Ah. <laughs> uh, and left the taping, left the recording of the show. What? 
Harold Ramis was not present at the time because he at this point he actually was filming Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> um, so they had to, so David Jove had to jump on as a replacement for the rest of that show. Right. Then because Chevy Chase had left, guess who they then got to replace Chase? Uh, Dan Aykroyd. No. Nope. Ramis. <laughs> no, they no. were filming Ghostbusters. Um. I don't know. Is it some other dickhead like Dennis Quaid? <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Quaid. <laughs> He's such an arsehole. The person they got to replace Chevy Chase, yeah. it was his last professional appearance before he died. Oh. Oh, so they met... Oh, not um, Andy... Uh, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman, Ka- yeah. right. Holy shit. Yeah, it was An- Andy Kaufman. The top. That's fucking nuts. I think if Peter Ivers had not been murdered, mm-hmm. he was successful enough to continue having a career, knew all of these people. Like, I think we'd know who Peter Ivers was if he was still alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Oh yeah, he died young. I mean, thirty six is absolutely no age, yeah. particularly in something. Like, I mean, I mean, he's, he's a grandpa in Hollywood. Olympic, yeah, old for an Olympic gymnast, yeah. but young for a a, a, pro, a producer in music. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he was probably going to go on and do great things. I mean, he could have like ended up doing like amazing scores. Like he yeah. could have done a score for Tarantino at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it just feels like he had all of these connections and he knew all of these people mm. that he'd still be around. Oh, yeah, very easily. Yeah. yeah. And also a bit more famous as well, I think. Yes, yeah. definitely. I think, like, it, it's crazy, because when you said the thing about, like, he wasn't known for his own things, but he was getting a reputation, doing lots of other stuff, producing lots of other things, that, like, that then gets yeah. you your name. And then I mean, you're like, yeah. oh, then you're, you know, then you can come out and be, it's like what Quincy Jones did. It's like, oh, yeah, he was just gotcha. fucking everywhere. He's just fucking yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and, it does seem like he made his money being able to sell the songs he'd written to people like Diana Ross. Mm. Mm. But he also had a lot of um, like trendiness, like yeah. cachet, hanging yeah. out with uh, John Belushi and the National Lampoon lot and um, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd mm. and those people, as well as being the host of this anarchic late night alternative thing. Mm. There's a, I just clicked on the on the wiki of the actual, the best of New Wave Theatre. So like you can get tapes, of, you could get tapes of it. Including uh, bands like uh, the Dead Kennedys, Forty Five Grave, the Angry Samoans, and the Circle Jerks. Those are <laughs> two of my favorite band names of all time. I think now the Angry Samoans <laughs> and the Circle Jerks feels. I mean, uh, even just looking at the cover of that new wave, best of it's like, yeah, this looks like the kind of show that just. He's not that well known now. Like I'd never really heard of him. Like mm. I said before, I started doing. No, that, I've we, never before heard we did of the whole yeah. I never heard of him. Obviously, a Razorhead. Yeah. Um, mm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I was aware of some of his impact without knowing who he was. And it's such a shame, actually, that I think the police botched the investigation so much that no one will ever yeah. know. Or um, did they do it on purpose? No, they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> they had no yeah. idea. They were no, just they, they just of, yeah, they They're a bunch of ding-dongs. <laughs> yeah. It means that the trial will, like, literally went cold from the off. Yeah. And the only thing you've got yeah. to fall back on is the suspiciousness of, why do you want bloodstained blankets? And, and he was apparently a psycho, this David Jones. And I, I suppose, yeah, and, and, then, and then also... Harold Ramis's character testimony, which I must stress only amounts to the fact that I can't put the finger at anybody that I know. He's the only one that I think maybe could have done it. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. That's literally right, right, right. what he said. It wasn't like, he said I could rule everybody out, except maybe that guy. <laughs> yeah. Which feels very much like it was probably that guy. Oh, and he, and he took the blankets, did he? Yeah. Arrest that man. He's <laughs> those are literally, those are, those are the only two things we've got to go on. We can't go on. <laughs> those are two. Like, They've arrested people for less, believe me. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so we're going on. We're going, we're going on the fact that uh, we like Harold Ramis, so we'll That's take true. what he said. It was really vague. 
Sounds like a testimony to me. Sounds good. Let's arrest him. Um, <laughs> I mean, is it any? Is that any better than what the police actually did? <laughs> well, no. You're right. It isn't. It isn't. Yeah. Like that is at least a step in the direction of police work. It's not actual police work, yeah, but it's like <laughs> it's at least a vague um, attempt at police work. I mean, yeah. after they had after um, Jove hired Ivers to host New Wave Theatre, mm. they did apparently have a contentious relationship and would butt heads. But that happens all the time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And did did the private investigator find much more than? this or did they did they sort of not really uncover too much else they didn't no did they? i mean literally no hardly any evidence because it was all boxed anyway no yeah. murder weapon and like and yeah the scene was contaminated no witnesses of course because no. he was found yeah um in like his room afterwards he was found in his loft apartment his loft apartment that's right they didn't they don't say where they didn't say where it was exactly. uh it just blood into death with a hammer i mean like i assume because the bed sheets were covered in blood that it was in the bedroom, it was in the bedroom but yeah I, jove was considered a suspect as well mm. but he had a lot of people in the music scene sort of like shouting about his innocence. Right. That shouldn't I, count for anything. But no, but also, even if he like fucking hated him, it's a lot to go, I will have him killed yeah. in the most gruesome possible way. Yeah. It just feels like a lot. Yeah. And also, what, um, why do you want the sheets with blood? Is that covering your tracks? Because they're going to be no, anyway. <laughs> so yeah. If just... anything, it looks weirder that you're taking them. Yeah. I mean, it so, could be someone else. It could be that someone he knew did that, and he was covering their their back. He was covering their ass. Yeah, like someone. And someone we're flipped. still several years before DNA. Mm, People true. didn't really know about DNA until, uh, well, Jurassic Park, obviously. Yeah. But um, <laughs> in the in the OJ trial, they brought up DNA heavily. Yeah. Because like, it's what should have done for OJ and if it was two years later he would have been done for mm. but the jury God, in that trial so just recent. heard a lot of people talking about DNA they heard like an expert going DNA DNA and a lot of the jury were just like I've never mm. heard this yeah. before I don't know why whereas two years later get to the late 90s everyone knows Everyone's how done. DNA relates to a trial yeah. and a criminal trial and the fact that the DNA expert they brought in said okay well there's two people on earth who share enough dna from the blood we found at the scene mm-hmm. who are who is the killer it's either oj or another one person <laughs> uh so you know yeah. but yeah the jury were kind of like yeah we heard them say that but they were brought in by the defense whereas if that was now it's oh, yeah. unquestionable yeah. you're done there's three other letters i think yeah. might have helped that and those letters are c s i the second people started watching <laughs> that shit everyone's like dna evidence yeah yeah in the late 90s you know you're yeah. so right and you know what? We'll probably have more to discuss if the LAPD hadn't fucked... Yeah. I mean, this was immediate as well. Like, it's He was found, and then the, the, they immediately allowed the crime scene to be contaminated. Mm. How we ridiculous. will never know. To the point where it literally could have just been somebody else that's no, whose name has never been mentioned in conjunction yeah. with this at all, mm. or anything else, who just got away with murder. Yeah. Right. I mean, whoever did it got away with murder. Well, yeah, um, absolutely. But... It could just be somebody that was never even like just giggling to themselves because well, they were they're speaking to Harold Ramis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're speaking to David Jove. Yeah. Maybe I should send this uh, this um, floppy disk with all my evidence on it. No, don't do that. <laughs> That's. It's um, weird though, isn't it? That the closest thing they found to a killer was fucking Harold Ramis. Yeah. Is- who had nothing to do with it and is obviously not a murderer. Like, that's the nearest they got to a proper suspect. I mean, I know that, I know that Charbonneau, 
the private investigator was like, I don't buy it, that it was somebody that he just took in out of the kindness of his heart for one night. Right. But, 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 but it could be somebody that sort of like forced their way in. Yeah, like, you know, he could have been opening his door things? and then he could have been up right behind him and poof, um, go yeah. in as they go in yeah. at the same time. I mean, one of the theories is a bit like, I, it's not one I, I care to bring up, but it's one that I can kind of see maybe happening is is that apparently Peter Ivers had a very like weird eccentric way about him that a lot of people read as effeminate and so what gay panic yeah he wasn't gay Mm. but Mm. it could be this sort of like because I mean homophobia is like it's the threat of gay yeah homophobes they'll get mistaken of course Mm. course. you know yeah so that could happen oh right so someone's like what and then grabs the nearest thing and boof or like target him yeah target him because like they see him walking home and they're like yeah Yeah. well that is the whole gay that's like Harvey Milk that the guy who killed Harvey Milk he got away with it because they were like, oh, he was eating so much sugar at the time, it made his brain go wacky. What? So he got away He's with killing He's not a toddler? What the fuck is that? No, exactly. Defense? Mad, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, the fast food defense, I think they call it. Your Honor, I'd like to say that my client, <laughs> Peter Sutcliffe, had too many E numbers. <laughs> um, my, He'd been my, eating Shambosi hippopotamus and it made him kill all those my ladies. My client had some tang fastics and did not have a nap. And so he was actually quite was groggy like, and quite quite irritable. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't sleep, but he wasn't fully awake. Do you know what I mean? What a, what a lame fucking... That's yeah, ridiculous. it's rubbish, isn't it? And he, the, Harvey Milk was killed in a homophobic killing. Mm. A really good politician who could have done an awful lot of good. Yeah. And uh, the killer got away with it because they were like, mm, Harvey Milk was being all gay and stuff. And he'd had loads of heart fast food and it made him go weird. That's fucking ridiculous. So, I mean, the, the, I see what you mean though, Chris. It's like, it's not a particularly... I mean, the whole thing is so vague. All we literally yeah. know is that, the, uh, that he was bludgeoned to death with a hammer and the crime scene got contaminated. That's it. Yeah. Mm. There's nothing else to go on Fuck. apart from that. It's uh, this is I mean Crazy. if we're if we're gonna even entertain the idea of conspiracy theories this is where a lot of that will jump in too as well it's kind of like it it, it in a strange way because when, when we kind of the the Kennedy thing it's like there's enough normal stuff and like one or two slightly weird mm. things that you're like ah oh, yeah I guess I could see where conspiracies could lie into this but this is like oh. If you want to jump into a conspiracy thing, it's like, oh, this is perfect for it because mm. it's like, oh, maybe the cops did it on purpose. Like, no, maybe they just didn't do their jobs. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, what if yeah. what if the cops did it by mistake? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what and if and they um, guilty of a homophobic targeting? Yeah, and then they're like, fuck, we've gone too far. He's dead now. He's dead. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Where does he uh, live? Where does he live? Let's take him back there. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, like he's gonna get found, but if we contaminate the scene enough straight away, yeah, then the inv- there's no investigation. So will be okay i like the idea of of people contaminating a crime scene but doing it somehow wrong they're like all right let's just uh smash these things let's move this around why why are you moving the blinds i don't know i've never contaminated a crime scene before they're just like <laughs> panicking and doing like like shaking don't piss on anything what are you pissing for <laughs> the way they contaminate the crime scene. No, your dna what are you doing <laughs> They're just shaking blankets and like puffing up pillows contaminating the crime scene Um, so do you think it was Jove, Masood? I think, I think it's fucking impossible to tell. I think, I think this feels like something that someone, I don't think it's Jove. I think Jove was weird, but I don't think he's a killer. I think he's a fucking oddball. 
I mean, it's like it takes something to kill the guy that hosts the show you produce. Completely. There's the. I mean, yeah. yeah why, why kill your? Oh, why kill your golden ways goose? to get rid? Yeah, yeah. Just of fire this him. guy. Yeah. I think. So. Wait till his contracts up. Yeah. Just yeah. Just just wait it out. Yeah. One yeah. week. I mean, done. that's why I think I think the 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 likely answer is somebody that we don't know. I yeah. will never know, and it's n- yeah. never been mentioned in conjunction with it at all. Because because killing him is is a big thing. I mean, like even to go back to yeah. the Hal Ramis thing, it's like there's no way he could do it. Because like, firstly, no, and secondly, killing somebody is a big thing. I mean, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, even professional jealousy, because he was this trendy, yeah, cool guy that right? was producing loads of cool things. You mm. know, yeah. Which is so overrated, by the way. <laughs> Those people are miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking from experience, where was the guy? What was their name in the the episode we did with Michael Belazzo? Where oh, uh, the Sherman, Honey and Barry Sherman. Yeah, yeah. and who, who was the guy, the film producer guy who was? Working. Oh yeah, shit. Oh yeah. And he's like always just producing stuff. Yeah, he's just making just, movies. Like, he was like, like a, was it Apple Juice? He had an Apple Juice fortune. Oh yeah, he yeah. had an Apple Juice firm. Yeah. Because he said that he couldn't have killed him because he was watching Peaky Blinders on Netflix, <laughs> and, and, and then and then he'd gone to Cocaine Anonymous. The <laughs> <laughs> hell of a Friday night. Not very anonymous. Because <laughs> you said his name, and then Michael Belazzo immediately went, "Oh yeah!" Oh, yeah. And then he <laughs> listened to a bunch He's of his films. Well. Yeah, yeah. The Sicilian Vampire wasn't that, that was one yeah. of them. <laughs> yes, yeah. the film is directed by Frank D'Angelo. Frank, Frank D'Angelo. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so yeah, I think I think he, I think it was someone completely random. I I know it doesn't it doesn't feel like that, but it, but we don't know. We don't know that There's someone no went into his house. There's no way of knowing. I I think it might have just been a fucking, and and the reason Dave Joves took his fucking blankets because he's a maniac. <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's just a weird eccentric guy, and he's just like they were, they were his, his blankets. <laughs> Yeah. They were his blankets, not... and he was like, "Fuck it, he's ruined he's them. He's ruined these. I've got to get these yeah. dry clean now. Ugh. I'll never get the stains out of these. <laughs> <laughs> That's Egyptian cotton. He's like Niles. Yeah. That's over a 500 thread count. I can't get that out. <laughs> Howell Ramis calls him up, and he's like, oh, you don't know the half of it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the host of my show, he's been found murdered. How am I? How is the show going to go on? <laughs> and then Howell Ramis <laughs> is like, calm down. David, calm down. Let's, let, we'll, we'll, we'll do another show. I've got Chevy Chase. <laughs> We'll make it loads of fun. Cindy Lauper, come on, sing a few songs. Oh, Cindy Lauper. Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, oh, I ask you, what's one with Gilbert Sullivan or a Bavarian voice choir? <laughs> there's, there's a, like when he's getting the blanket, there's like this whole thing of like him trying to avoid the cops seeing him. And he's like getting the blanket. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. in the, you know, he's in the cupboard. They open the cupboard. He comes out. He's behind the bed. It's this fucking like farcical. <laughs> he, he, um, and the police he, are trying to, because the police have done it. Yeah. So the police are trying to clear the scene while he's there trying to get the sheet. <laughs> he's like, don't worry, I'll take these. Then you could get right back to your yeah, yeah, someone asked him as, on the way out. It's like, hey, what's your name? Uh, Detective uh, Bloodsheets. All right, there you go, Bloodsheets. Oh, I got away with that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, don't worry, Bloodsheets. We've got the scene covered. Oh, Fraser's so good. So, yeah, that slim pickings. Slim pickings. With, uh, with Peter Ivers, yeah. Aww. But, but uh, a point on the graph of Hollywood's. Oh yeah, Hollywood no. mysteries because it is probably it properly a mystery. Yeah, never we'll never know who did it. Yeah, and, and unless unless it's one of those things where somebody confesses in like twenty years time on yeah. their deathbed, it's the same. And even well, then, you right. can't you, you can't trust of... those, can you? No. <laughs> the same time that someone confesses about Natalie Wood. Suze, is there anything from the archives? Ah, right. Yes, but not how you'd expect. Oh, so Peter Ivers obviously was producing a lot of music at the time. Mm. 
couple of ladies who were hoping to make the uh, make the transition into the more art house side of music. They were going to record an album recorded by him the night before this recording was going to take place. Guess who got bludgeoned to death with oh, a hammer? Oh no! Shit. Fuck. Yeah. So he was going to produce their big comeback. Their yeah, big. and do you know who it was? No, was it? Who do you think? Uh, Elvis and Costello. Elvis and Costello. <laughs> no, that that's a uh, that's, that's one not person. Two women. That's one that's man. One man. Yeah. It was Armistice. Oh Chaplin. yeah, okay, right, right. Right. So they couldn't they couldn't record their album. Oh, so obviously shit. there's no song about Ivers, but uh slightly worryingly, they were considered suspects for a, a brief period. Oh. How come? They left a very unpleasant message on Ivers uh answer machine. Oh yeah. Answering service as they call it. Uh when he didn't show up for recording the following day. Ooh. And the police obviously <laughs> They, I mean, they wrote they wrote both of them off very quickly because the two of them, when questioned, both said, we didn't kill him, but we'd fucking love to. And they kept saying it, and in the uh. end, the police just let him go. The police were like... they could, The police got to the point where they couldn't get through the interviews without physically vomiting. Because <laughs> uh, Simon's and pain is so gross and awful. And of course, they're not going to kill the guy that's going to produce their comeback. No, that's no, exactly. ridiculous. The, the, this is the thing. Uh, what's on record is uh, the um, DA at the time, who I don't actually have the name of in front of me, but he did say... I have never met two women more desperate to record a shit album than these. Mm. So he knew that they wouldn't have done it. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the Los Angeles district attorney in 1983. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, have you got his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Philiboshian. That's him. Yeah, he, he, he didn't like Arms of Champagne, either of them. It's weird that he slept with them. I mean, look, they were two women who wanted to get into art house music. Mm. Their one link to the industry was Ivers. He was killed. Yeah. It wasn't by them, no. for once. <laughs> well, yeah. are, um, are you about to tell us that you've managed to source the answer for our message that they left him? Uh, yeah, mm. well, uh, I did spend a brief period in LA, and I don't know if you've heard, but it's got no public transport system. You have to drive everywhere, yeah. and... I was like, fuck it, I'll do it on foot, because I figured it would be small like um, Edinburgh. But it's big and <laughs> it's sprawling, massive. LA. So I was always getting lost, because I have no sense of direction. We know this, because I can't play 3D video games. And uh, I found myself in the evidence room uh, of a police station. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I was like, oh, shit, this isn't where I needed to go. Uh, anyway, I stumbled upon this tape. Um, I figured no one's going to be looking at it. Mm, so, wow. yeah, here we go, I can play it. Cool. Champagne, you piece of shit. Yeah, you piece of shit. How about this, dickwad? You'd better be fucking dead if you're standing us up. I hope you are dead. Yeah, we hope you're fucking dead. 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 Oh, God, I'm almost out of change. You got another nickel? No, I spent my last one on juicy fruit. Do you want one? No, I don't want a juicy fruit, you dumb bastard. Don't call me that asshole. Oh, Jesus, Champagne, you are such a fucking cunt. Wow. Pretty that, damning. That, you can see why they brought them that in. That was yeah. unpleasant. I think when they picked that up on his answer phone, then yeah. Yeah, of course they yeah, would yeah, see, drive straight to their Your house. initial thought. Yeah, Jesus. You're, yeah, yeah. Ooh. They didn't resist arrest at all, actually. They put out their wrists and they were like, arrest me, copper, arrest me, yeah. copper. Like, that was weird. 
It feels like an answering machine message I've I've had in the past. Um, but you know, that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> hey, well, you know, that's, don't disappoint people. That's exactly that's it. That's, that's what, what my mum would say. Don't disappoint anyone. <laughs> Is your mum an almonds and champagne fan? No, she hates them. <laughs> With a passion. I mean, like she's she, not alone. She, when will they die? <laughs> I hate them. I hate those two women. <laughs> If you can even call them that. I, I don't them. think you can. They're, at this point, they're basically like horrible old pipe cleaners covered in chewing gum. <laughs> just lurching into recording studios and oh. Oh. barfing down the mic yeah. in an attempt to make one more fucking album. Just to eke out, just to squeeze that, some more blood from the stone that is their career. Speaking of which, you can find us on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> At Mystery on the Rocks, spelled R-O-X. You can also find us on Twitch, because we're in the future. Um, yeah. uh, you can find us on mystery, uh, twitch.tv slash Mystery on the Rocks, spelled R-O-C-K-S. We do live streams every other Thursday at 8pm GMT. It's one tonight if you're listening to it on the day. On the day. Um, we also can be emailed at mysteryontherocks at gmail.com, spelled R-O-C-K-S. You can also snail mail. There's no snail mail. Fuck that. No, no one's going <laughs> to fucking send us a letter. Uh, and we're also individually on said networks slash social medias and Twitches. Uh, Suze? That's right! Twitter.com slash S-O-O-Z-U-K or Twitch.tv slash S-O-O-Z-K-E-M-P-N-E-R. Suze kept the one word there. Chris? I'm Twitter at underscore Chris underscore Stokes and I'm at uh, twitch.tv slash Chris underscore Stokes. No underscore before the Chris, only in between the Chris and the Stokes. The Twitter, on the other hand, there's an underscore all over the place because there's the pedo. All over the shop. Uh, and I'm at Masood Milas on Twitter and on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash Masood Milas, all one word. Uh, and that's it. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Yay. See you next time. Bye. Bye. I'm waving. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.